Welcome back to the Backcourt Brews and Sports Podcast. In this episode, we will be getting you ready for the best sports holiday of the year, the Super Bowl. We will be discussing the best Super Bowl traditions, the best Super Bowl beers, as well as making our picks for the big game. So grab your favorite beer and enjoy the BS. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to the next episode of the Backcourt BS Podcast. My name is Jason Levy, and I'm here with... George Estrada, also known as Coach Estrada. And Drew Jenkins. How you guys doing tonight? Feeling great, Jason. Feeling great. How about yourself? Awesome. Can't complain. I'm drinking one of my favorite ultralight beers in the world, so I'm definitely not going to complain about that. What, do you, what are you drinking? Uh, you guys ever heard of Corona Premier? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Definitely one of the most basic beers you're ever going to drink in your life, but tastes pretty good. Um, I think when you're going for, you know, you're trying to be on a diet or something and you want something a little lighter and something that has a little bit more flavor, because personally, I think the Corona Premier has a little bit more flavor, but it's because it has a lot less alcohol. Uh, That's my go-to. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. What about you guys? Well, I'm drinking a, a spectacular beer. It's called Killer Bees by Melvin Brewing Company, and they're down in Alpine, Wyoming. It's a it's a an American blonde with a little bit of honey in there. Goes down extremely smooth, and uh, yeah, pretty light, five percenter. What did, what about you, Mister Drew Jenkins? I'm sipping on a good old Stella Artois tonight. You know, like. You know, when you first start to go to bars and there's that one drink that you know you can handle as far as taste and strength and you just want to sound cool, you know, for knowing a beer off the top of your head, that this was that beer for me. So for for a lighter beer, I think it's a lager. Uh, it, it'll get you going after a few. So, so Yeah, I've, I've had a fair share of Stella in my, in my day. After, Definitely at the bar. And you feel super, like, fancy, you know, because when you get the bottle, it's got that, like, golden foil on it. You peel that off and it's like you're opening, like, a treasure chest. Sounds like Modelo. You sound. Oh no! Did I just do that? Oh man! You. <laughs> oh well. Well, you hey fall... man, I'm in. I'm in it for the ABVs, as you guys know. You fall for that, that marketing technique, man. You're you're a sucker, and and they love you for it. One hundred percent. All right, so let's get straight to it. The only thing I think there is to talk about this week is basically the holiday that comes up on Sunday. One of my favorite all-time holidays in the entire year. It's not technically a nationally recognized holiday. We don't get a day off, which I think we should. And we'll have that debate later. But the Super Bowl is this Sunday. I'm pumped. What about you guys? I'm pumped too, man. I No, I, I, I want to touch on this, this holiday topic, man. We can call it the National Hangover Day or something, you know. Shut down all the banks. Shut down all the parks. No school, no work. No one deserves that death sentence, man. You know that productivity is on an all-time low that day anyway. Just give them the day off. Uh, I agree. Probably sports-related, the two worst days for productivity are the day after the Super Bowl and the Thursday of March Madness. So why not just take both of them off and make all of us happy? You'll get a lot more out of your employees that way. Well, I actually am... I'm lackluster, man, because uh, I'm not asking. I'm super. I'm not. I'm not excited for this one. I want both teams to lose. All right. So I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm not looking forward for this Sunday. I will watch every second of it. I will watch every commercial, and I will enjoy myself. But I won't be the happiest man on earth. Way to be a downer. 
Like, hey. if you if you were like a beer, you would be like a Corona Premier and just kill the buzz. You know, you could drink 13, <laughs> four, 14 Corona Premiers and you feel absolutely nothing. And you're like, why did I even drink those beers? That's what you just did to our podcast right now. You just you just made us all it. bloated and sleepy. <laughs> just tanked it. Come on, do you man. Want me to tell you, do you want me to tell you why? It doesn't matter who is in the Super Bowl. It is freaking Super Bowl Sunday. You got to be excited. All kinds of stuff to do. Best food in the world. Just finger foods all day. America. Drinking beer all day. We're going to be probably bar- barbecuing up some ribs. Um, we're going to be playing some party games. We're going to just be having a good time. So there's no room here to be killing anybody's buzz. No bad vibes. I'm just messing with you guys. I'm messing with you guys. Of course I'm pumped up. I just don't like the two teams. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't even matter. It's a Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if you like the teams. It doesn't matter if you're <laughs> excited to watch the two two greatest quarterbacks currently. I, I mean, I think it's like GOAT and then like Baby GOAT is what they're talking about right now, uh, playing against each other. Um, and we'll, we'll get you know to review the game a little bit later. We'll make our picks a little bit later. But let's just talk about the Super Bowl itself and everything that goes along with it so you know it's it's the biggest event for any sports fan of the year uh we all get together with people that don't even like sports and we sit down on the couch we're there for four five hours we're watching every single second of the game we're watching every single second of the commercial we send the person that doesn't even care about the game or some like five-year-old or maybe even your dog to the fridge to go get you another beer so you don't miss any second of it I mean, how could you not be pumped up? And and uh, for me personally, there's a couple Super Bowls in the past that stick out to me. Um, and the only ones that I kind of can remember exactly what happened. There's a lot of Super Bowls where you kind of get wrapped up in it and you're like, yeah, I remember that was a good game, but I don't remember exactly what happened in the game. But one that sticks out to me is definitely when the Atlanta Falcons blew that lead to the Patriots. You guys remember that one? That was brutal. Mm-hmm. I was rooting so hard for the Falcons, Matt Ryan and – Julio Jones. Yeah, it's just, I mean, where, it's where were you when it was 28 to 3. People were, were just celebrating, especially if you had a, a bet on the Falcons. You're probably already making your dinner reservation plans for the next week, going to your like $300 steak dinner at Capitol Grill or something. And <laughs> then next thing you know, Tom Brady, the GOAT, coming back, uh, bringing his team back. So definitely one that sticks out of my mind. Another one that sticks out of my mind, obviously, is the – uh, Seahawks versus the Patriots a few years ago when I think probably the dumbest coaching decision in the history of Super Bowls happened. Do you guys know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's when they didn't run Marshawn Lynch at the half-yard line. You've got first and goal at the one-yard line and Marshawn Lynch on your team. Yeah. That, run terrible. the ball. Yeah. Run the ball. I, I actually have a funny story from that game. I, I Every year I go to a friend's house who's a Patriots fan, so... I mean, I was there for the Falcons game as well, and he was going nuts. On this game, when when Butler intercepted that pass, my friend, he did like a Tiger Woods like fist bump or, you know, that fist thrust that he does, and he uppercutted one of my other friends right in the jaw. It was hilarious. Oh, no. Did he have to go to the doctors or anything? No, he's a tough guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sign him up for the UFC, I guess. Yeah. It was mean. Maybe he's he can, got a good uh, chin. Maybe he can fight Conor McGregor next, like uh, Jake Paul. Yeah, let's not go that far. <laughs> is he is he a youtube star because i guess uh people are over the youtube stars trying to be in boxing or in the ufc yeah no we didn't film it so it, it didn't go viral just in my head you know what if it's not on video it didn't it didn't happen fair enough mm. 
So any other Super Bowls that you guys can remember that stick out in your mind? Well, I was just going to say the best Super Bowl games are the ones that I can't remember, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Too many beers. Yes, sir. Now, uh, one of the absolute legendary games, and uh, you just got to remember, Eli Manning, New York Giants, undefeated New England Patriots coming in there. And the Patriots thought they had it all, but they let that really good defense stick the Giants in the game for a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. And then Eli Manning with the phenomenal fourth quarter drive. He caught that ball, stuck it on his head. What was that gentleman's name? He was a legendary little David receiver. David Tyree. Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy will never have to pay for any meals in New York forever. I think that was the only thing he ever did in his career. <laughs> that's okay. Hey. Which is why <laughs> that's why you don't know his name, because that's literally the only thing he ever did. Well, that's what's great about the Super that's Bowl a- is, you know, that's where legends are born. Exactly. Absolutely. What do they say? Uh uh, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. That's David Tyree. <laughs> He'll Sorry, never the, die. Uh, the Sandlot references. Sorry. Taking me back to my childhood right now. But um, going along with best Super Bowls, I think it's, you know, let's talk about the commercials because I think those are just as interesting or fun to watch as the game itself. Uh, really to me, the number one commercial that stands out in my mind is the Doritos commercial with a kid uh, sitting there with his mom and his mom's boyfriend. And he's just eating his Doritos and the guy goes to reach in to grab one of his Doritos and he slaps his hand away and he says, keep your hands off my Doritos and keep your hands off my mama. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And I think it's like 10 10 years ago now that that commercial came out and I still remember it to this day. Go ahead, Drew. What's your your all-time favorite? All-time favorite Super Bowl commercial is the Betty White Snickers, the Betty White Snickers commercial in the 2010 Super Bowl where Betty White, she's playing in a pickup football game where she gets laid out while running a route. It was really a hospital ball. It's a terrible throw. But when she goes back to the huddle, everyone's asking her why she played so poorly. And I actually have a clip of my favorite part. That's not what your girlfriend said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they, they give her Snickers and she returns to a young man who still doesn't look like he belongs on a football field, but it's surely an upgrade from Betty White. So it's one, one of my favorite clips there. For me, it's going to be the Bugs Bunny uh, Air Nike Michael Jordan commercial. That was a, that was a legendary one. <sighs> I did. did that come out around the same time as Space Jam? Uh, 1992. Care Jordan, which was Bugs Bunny. <laughs> okay. I don't remember that one. I'm going to have to look it up. You know, another I, great uh, one that I liked was uh, Tim Tebow when, like, he couldn't get any NFL contracts, and it was, like, a some cell phone commercial, and he's like, it's no contract, and he's going through doing all this stuff. Like, it was a joke on how he never gets contracts. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that one stuck he, with led me. His team to, he led his team to the playoffs and won a game. So say what you want. I, you know, I think he deserved a chance to stick around the NFL a little bit longer, even even if it was as a backup. Um, but I guess, you know, probably a lot of teams didn't want to have Tim Tebow sitting as their backup and have that controversy yeah. of should he be the starting quarterback. But I, I think he deserved a chance. I mean, he wasn't terrible. When you have to defend him like that, do you think, I mean, he, is he that great? No, is he, he going to be a Hall of Famer someday? No. But did I think he deserved more than two years in the NFL or three years? I don't know what, how many years he was actually there. But he basically got blackballed out of the league. Now he's playing minor league baseball somewhere. I don't even know if he's still doing that. 
we we don't know. His career completely fell off the face of the earth because he couldn't get a chance to to play. But I think he deserved it. I mean, he was he was a decent guy. Um, yeah, that, that but, one famous you know, throw. It is, it is that famous it is. throw he had to like Demarius Thomas to. It was like a walk off touchdown. Demarius Thomas came out later saying like I should get credit for that throw. It wasn't even or for that touchdown. It wasn't even that good of a throw. So kind of poo poos hey, on hey. Tim Tebow a little bit. You know what? Tim Tebow has one great thing: his foundation, and he has a prom for uh, special needs, and and he invites all these young teenage girls and boys, and they get to have the best experience ever. So the Tim Tebow Foundation, I would definitely support that. Tim Tebow is a player; uh, he's gonna have his fan base, he's gonna have his his groupies that follow him, and and he deserves it because he's a legendary, classy human being. And uh, I got a question for you, Drew and Jason. What is the best Super Bowl foods that you you got to have it? No matter what, what do you need to have on Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, for me, there's a couple. There's chips and guac, easy. You know, add some salsa in there if you want. But the chips and guac, you got to have that. And I think wings. I mean, it doesn't matter what flavor, buffalo, barbecue, uh, sweet Thai chili, uh, whatever you want. But to me, wings and chips and dip – are the go-tos. There's always some extra ones that I get thrown in there, uh, but those are the two that I, are my go-tos. What about you, Jerry? You read my mind, Jason. I'm going to go with buffalo wings as well, purely because it's the best buzz food you can eat. Because when you're buzz, you want a food that you can make love to. You know, I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen a drier chicken bone than when I'm four or five beers deep at a Super Bowl party. Hey, I'm going to tell you what I ate last Super Bowl. Uh, I was at a bar in Sheridan, Wyoming. And it was the best Western, and they had a deal. It was fifteen dollars unlimited wings and fries. I mean, I had them come back like three or four times. I mean, I I probably ate three times the amount of weight that I could eat in a day. It was fantastic. Yeah, I think if I could get all the wings that I possibly could for fifteen dollars, I'd eat enough where they had to go back to the store and buy more. <laughs> yeah, you just eat them until you're sick of them, really. <laughs> Three or four times. Come on, man. You got to be like 10 rounds deep. Oh, I was. That's what I'm saying. And then I had like, well, you know, this is the situation when the 49ers, you know, had that lead and I saw it slipping away and I knew it was going downhill. And I had already had like five or six beers. I ordered myself a pitcher of uh, the cheapest liquid that they had because I was like, "This this is a sad situation. But back to something positive. Wings are the clear winner, and all three of us have agreed on something. This is fantastic. I think I think wings. You know, some people do pizza. Some people last year, our last couple years, we've done ribs on the on the Traeger, which are absolutely amazing. Uh, but I look forward to the chips and dip, and I look forward to the wings, and also the beer. So, what would you consider your go to Super Bowl beer? Uh, whatever's available. I mean. <laughs> What's it matter? I mean, Drew's BYOB. Drew's that guy that Drew's that guy that shows up to the party and just opens up every ice chest and just whatever's in there, it, it's fair game. It doesn't matter who brought it, it's fair game. Quick ABV <laughs> check and we're off. <laughs> I think you know, for me, Super Bowl is more of a basic beer type of day. I'm not sipping on my best, my finest, the craft beers or anything that day. I think I'm going for a more basic beer. So. Uh, if I'm trying to to keep it light and and keep it going the whole day, I'm probably gonna go with like a Coors Light or or a Coors Banquet or something like that. 
Um, if I want some with a little more flavor, maybe like uh, 805 or something like that. But I'm not drinking your your 9% craft beer when I got four or five hours straight of drinking. I guess it really depends yeah. on how exciting the game is. And if you're... T- well, and it, it depends if your team is in it. Because I know George, when uh, the 49ers were in it and they lost a couple years ago, same with the Rams for me a couple years ago, uh, as you realize your team's going to lose, you start going for the more heavy hitter beers. <laughs> you know? Well, when I was watching that Rams game, I don't think I've ever been that sober during a Super Bowl. Because again, I was at a Patriots fan's house, so it was just nail-biting the entire time. And then I think I just left at one point without saying anything. <laughs> he just slipped out the door. Slipped, yeah. <laughs> slipped out the side he just slipped out the side door. Nobody James even Bond style. Anymore. If I'm going to drink a basic beer, it's going to be Keystone Light. What? Keystone Light? Why, why would you say that, George? That's a good reason. Don't My question exactly. Right well, I'll tell you, Drew. I grew up and I became an adult and I went to the, the college in, in southern Colorado called Adams State College, right? And right. you just get the cheapest, most affordable drink that everybody else is already drinking and it was Keystone Light. And... Those commercials from Keystone Light, smooth like Keystone, are pretty funny. But when you're drinking the bottom of the barrel Coors Light, which is Keystone, you it's pretty enjoyable. I mean, you're not going to get drunk anytime soon. You can drink 10 of them. You'll be all right. But you're definitely going to drink something refreshing, which is something that you might want while you're watching this four-hour-long Super Bowl. Keystone Light for the win. The only time on a – this is a true – statement i'm not making this up the only time in my life i've ever drank keystone light was when we were playing a game called power (laughs) hour and if you don't know what power hour is it's you get a beer and we'll actually need like a 30 rack of beer to be able to play this game but you pour a shot a two ounce glass uh you pour a shot of beer and you take one shot of beer every minute for an hour and and the only where you know you use Keystone Light because it's super cheap. You can get a thirty rack for like twelve ninety nine at any gas station. So you just buy your two, your, you know, two thirty racks. You go with your friends and you get your shot glasses ready. And you would be surprised how difficult it is to finish all those beers. I mean, because if you think about it, what's a a can is twelve ounces. So every six minutes, basically, you're drinking a beer for an hour. So that's, you're about 10 beers deep by the end of the hour. And imagine just chugging 10 beers in one hour and what you would feel like after. Not only are you like hammered, but also uh, bloated and you don't really want to have anything else the rest of the day because your stomach is just, just about All to explode. you playing that game without even realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> he did, it, was, it was unofficial. Mm. He was just doing it. Just I'm not in it for the to. stats, guys. No. Oh, my goodness. For the love so, of the game. As we're talking about different games and fun games and things that you can do during the Super Bowl, we're going to talk about the, some of the best party games. What is your favorite game, Jason, on, on, on those party games? That, I mean, we're talking about squares. We're talking about commercial bingo, things like that, or, or, or the quarters. What's your favorite one? For me, uh, this is one that I actually – learned about just a couple of years ago. I'd never played it before. never heard about it before, but I highly recommend it at your Super Bowl party or whatever you're doing, but this game is super fun. So what you do is everybody brings a bag of quarters, usually about $5 worth of quarters is enough, but bring about $5 worth of quarters in a bag. And then what you do is you start out with one person and they get a cup and in the cup, everybody 
buys in. So you put one quarter in. So if you're playing with like 10 people, every all 10 people put one quarter into the cup. And then one person gets to start with the cup. And each play, if there is a turnover or a touchdown, then whoever is holding the cup gets to keep all of the quarters that are in the cup. If there is no turnover or touchdown on the play that you have the cup, then you pass the cup to the person to your left, and that person will put one quarter in, just the, just the person that the cup was passed to. So they're going to get another quarter in their cup. It keeps going until somebody ends up winning. So uh, usually it's like 10, 12, 15 plays before somebody gets a turnover or a touchdown. Uh, then you dump out the quarters when that happens, and then everybody buys in again, and then it keeps on rolling. Um, and we play this the entire game, and it's so much fun. And the anticipation of not wanting them to score the play before you get the cup, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, please don't score, please don't score. And then they throw a pick, and you're pissed <laughs> off at, uh, at that as well. So uh, it's, it's not like super high stakes. If you want to make it more high stakes, you could probably play with dollars. Um, but I don't know if anyone's bank account is set up for that right <laughs> let now. Me, but, uh, Jason, let me tell you what that reminds but, me of. That's, that reminds me like uh, when you're asking somebody out or you're, you're meeting somebody new and you're, and you're, and you're asking for their phone number or their friendship. You're like, um, don't, don't say no. Don't say no. Oh, 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 she said no. <laughs> no, it just reminds me of like, cause I don't know. I have a lot of friends that are always like shy. They're like, I don't want to ask any girls out. Cause they always get said no to it. I'm like, What's the worst that could happen? You have a 50-50 shot. It's a yes or a no. Go out there and have fun and be nice to people, and maybe you'll get an opportunity. So, Drew, what's your favorite game? <laughs> well, first of all, that quarters game is not chicken wing friendly because I would need to have, like, a holster <laughs> of hand sanitizer on my hip every time I'm touching those quarters and trying to go for a chicken wing. So it sounds like a fun game, but I might need some gloves or something. Uh, my. <laughs> My favorite game is uh, lining everyone up and seeing who could walk the straightest line at the end of the day. <laughs> I've never heard of that one, but that, that, that's a great. That's great a new one. I'm in, I'm introducing it this year. <laughs> Every Super Bowl household listening, wow. you better have that party going on and, and get Wherever, the line. Yeah. You got to get some tape out. <laughs> so I guess this Super Bowl is just going to be two contestants, just me against. <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it till the end. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's All hope right. we make it till the end, but. Uh, definitely, obviously, squares. Uh, yeah, squares, squares is cool. You, you do z- zero to nine for both teams, and then whatever the, the, the final score is at each, you know, the end of the quarter, uh, at the end of halftime, end of the third quarter, and then at the end of the game, you, you do a payout based on um, whatever you decide the rules are for your team. So everyone knows squares. Everyone's participated in squares. I love it. Um, really exciting when you win. Uh, super disappointing when you've got the number – when you've got the numbers and then there's like a last second field goal mm-hmm. at the end of the half that or safety it for you, that always pisses me off. Or if you get like some crappy numbers, mm-hmm. you know, like uh two, yeah. like if you get a two, two you might sucks. as well just, you know, forget, you just forget about the board completely. You just put it off to the side and you realize you're not going to win. You both got an opportunity to talk about your party games. I didn't get to talk about my party game. No, we, we just haven't oh, gotten there yet. Go ahead. Come on, man. Well, mine is obviously the beer pong, uh, and 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 more so the smack talking that goes along with the beer pong. Now, I don't really care who wins, but if you win the smack talk uh, competition, you're probably gonna win the game, you know. And 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 I remember two years ago or three years ago uh, when the Falcons lost at a uh, Super Bowl, 
and and I was in the in in the garage at, at your place, Jason. And I had the most smack talking, fun conversation I've ever had with my buddy Robert Tarbo, and him and I, big egos. I mean, it was just exciting. I mean, <laughs> I, I I think I won by, and and he was like that, like you know that like that slimy face. I was like, you won, but. <sighs> whatever you know like but it was like it was a great it was a great competition and we had the projector going on in the garage i think we had like 10 coolers full of beer that day it was a great well, it takes away from the game though it's like a clear indication that you're not watching the game you're focused on beer pong you gotta you gotta find a game that like in intertwines with the actual game itself the super bowl i agree i i'm not wasting my time playing uh beer pong on a so it was after today, the super bowl you know it was everybody the super bowl all right, you, yeah, just throw that in there, and we'll, we'll get keep it. the party yeah. going. Keep the party going. Don't All right, it. I like that. I like it. <laughs> not bad, not bad. All right, so let's talk about some stuff that I found that was uh, pretty interesting. It was the most interesting uh, prop bets. So I, I love prop bets. I think they're hilarious, um, especially when it comes to the Super Bowl. And I'm a betting guy. I, I've said it before on the podcast. I like to bet. So uh, I, I found a, a list of some of the – the most interesting prop bets for this Super Bowl. So I'm going to give you the prop bet. You guys give me what side you think is going to be correct. Copy that. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You guys ready? All right. First one, obviously, coin toss. Which side of the uh, coin do you think it's going to Tails never fails. Tails never fails. You, Jason? Uh, you know, just to be different from you guys, I'm going to say heads. All right. So have fun now, losing. We're, we're gonna we're, should we we should we type these in? <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna type them in. We're gonna go with our hearts and souls and probably lose some money. Go ahead, Jason. The second question. All right. <laughs> Another one that I saw was what color is the Gatorade shower at the end of the game going orange. to be? Can you give us odds? Let's see. The odds orange is plus one hundred. So orange is most likely. Then we got red. At plus 300. Uh, we got the lime green or yellow, plus 450. We got clear, so just water at 600. Uh, blue at plus 700 and purple I would at love plus to see blue. I'm going red. Red, 100%. I, you know what? If they're putting orange as the top odds, I, I'm going to go with orange. I'm gonna I'm gonna be boring. I'm gonna. I take think the, purple's kind of like right new there. age though, so maybe maybe they'll go with purple. You see a lot of purple these days. I, yeah, you know, you never know. I guess we'll find out, right? Um, another one. This one, I, I'm a little iffy on this one because I think it can be rigged very easily. It's just all of them probably can, uh, except for maybe the coin toss. But the one that I always find interesting every year is they time the national anthem. And so this year, the over under for the national anthem for uh, looks like Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church are doing the, the national anthem this year. And it's over under one minute, 59 seconds. It's super easy to rig if you're the singers. I mean, you could just slow yourself down or speed yourself up. But um, where do you guys stand over under a minute? Well, 59? Sh- uh, first of all, you always hit the over. You always go over because th- these guys like to they like to be in the moment and they like to add some extra like notes and some. They like to hit higher notes and go, ah, you know, stuff like that. But usually what's funny is that you know who these people are singing the national anthem. I have never heard of these people in my life. Heard of Eric Should Church. I have? You probably you probably don't listen to country. What, what is he? Country what's his uh, hit song? Demolition, sure? take this one. 
How's it go? There you go. T-shirt. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I can't. I, I, I'm over here looking at odds. Oh, come on, man. He's all like, in my T-shirt. Uh-uh. Didn't, I, don't know the, I don't know the words. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he must, he must not be that big. Be that popular. <laughs> All right, not he's not popular in here. So I love I love country. Some All right, here, here's Shania an interesting Twain. one. Will a fan, will a fan run no. onto the field during the game? The odds are yes at plus seven hundred. No, Fat at minus no on that one. I think I'm torn. It's a close one. It, 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 love you love to see fans run out on the field, but lately over the last five or ten years. The cameras don't show them anymore. They used to show them, and then they get laid out by security. Now they don't want to give them the attention, so you don't even get to see it. It just turns into a delay for the viewer. So unless you're there, you really don't even get the satisfaction. So I think that's why there's been a downtick in in fans on the field. I think, yeah, just with the the stadiums not being as crowded, uh, not letting as many fans into the stadium. And Did you see the ticket prices for this game? It was like 10,000 was the minimum to sit up at the top if you want to sit down low it's like 30 grand i don't think you're paying 30 grand dude these youtube stars the they have that kind uh, of money to, they'll go to the games just to do that and then they'll make twice that amount from the their video yes uh yeah we saw it at the i think it was the world cup uh someone did it um if you're looking for yeah fame, if you're looking for jail time you can do it but <laughs> the but here's one of the things that's what I, that's that was my next point is if you have that kind of money, most likely you have a career. And people with careers are not running onto the field. People with jobs are running onto the field. You know what I mean? Like, if you're working at Wendy's, McDonald's, doing fast food, you're not as, you know, care if you get fired from your job for doing something stupid. And those guys are not the ones that are affording these Super Bowl tickets. I think the career guys, they're not willing to risk their entire, you know, 401k over running onto the field at the Super Bowl. So, I think... If I had to bet on that one, I'm going to go with no. No fans will run Agreed. onto the field this game. Just one more, uh, an interesting one. Do you think there will be any player that will propose to his girlfriend on the field? Wow, the interesting one. What are what are the odds on that? So, if you uh, were to to select yes, it would be plus five twenty five, and no is well, negative nine fifty. We know Patty Mahomes so, already is engaged. He might be married. And I know Tom Brady is married. Sleeves about sixty other people. I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna let families onto the field after the oh, game. So I, I'm gonna. Have I to love go the no thought process there. I'm. I'm gonna piggyback off that. That's, that's a fat no for me as well. It was Major League Baseball where they just break every rule and they don't care. I would say yes, absolutely. Shout out but Justin I, Turner. I'm, just, I'm gonna agree. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. <laughs> All the prop bets that we have, uh, just a couple interesting ones. I'm sure there's more out there. Uh, if you're if you're looking to get into some interesting bets, uh, that was on oddshark.com. They have a bunch more odds that you can go on. I'm not even sure where you go to bet these things. Uh, some random bookie or something. I don't think you can go to a regular Vegas casino. It's probably a scam. Maybe you can. I don't know. Just take your money. Um, Probably is. There's a lot of I, websites I out there, and so, it all depends on your state. In Montana, you can gamble, but you have to go to a kiosk and you put in your ticket. It's a hot mess. I, I I'm not doing it. I mean, so I think uh, because it's Super Bowl week and we want to celebrate with that, we're gonna instead of looking at an individual craft brewery this week, I thought it would be more fun to do a head-to-head basic beer competition. And I'm gonna give you the basic beer. 
and you guys are going to say which one you like better of the two. Are you guys ready? All right, number one competition on the basic beer rankings. I'm going to give you Budweiser or Coors Banquet. Coors, Ooh, which one are you guys Coors, going Coors, on? Coors, yep. Coors. Wait, what? What was that, George? Coors, 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 100. percent Yeah, it's for sure Coors. I have to agree. I actually got a chance to go to the Coors Brewery in uh, Golden, Colorado. Just a massive facility. Um, and if you want to wait for the the tour, it's about a three to four hour wait just to get on the tour to go through the brewery. But you can skip that just in case you ever end up there and you don't want to wait the three or four hours. You can actually ask to just go straight to the tasting room and they'll actually skip the tour of the brewery and they'll take you straight to the tasting room and they give you like five tasters for free. It's awesome. So if you're ever in, in Golden, Colorado, just outside of Denver, uh, check out the Coors Factory. It's actually the biggest single site brewery the banquet in the United States. So they brew all they brew all Coors at mm. that one facility. It's awesome. All right, next one. Bud Light or Coors Light? Are you sticking with your Coors for the light beer, or are you personally? I'm sticking with Coors. My dad drank Coors growing up, so that that was the beer that I used to sneak when I was underage. So that's what I'm going with. Well, like I said earlier, the Keystone is one of my champions, so Coors all the way. Jason? Coors Light on that one as well. I'm going Coors, uh, I'm going Coors Light, mm. but slightly. And the only reason that I'm giving it to Coors Light is because when it's cold, they have the mountains that turn <laughs> that, blue. That is a great and strategy or uh, tactic for selling beers. I want to know when my beer is cold enough to drink. So, you know what? I don't like either one of them. But if I had to drink one, I open up the cooler, I pull out a Coors Light, I see the Blue Mountains. I'm going to go with the Coors Light. All right, next one. Let's go with uh, the Mexican basic beers. Let's do Corona or Modelo. Well, I Which think I have to go with, with Modelo after my snafu at the beginning of the episode. So the golden foil at the top does it for me, Modelo. <laughs> mm, that's tough. I mean, I love a Corona and lime and just sitting on the coast. If we were hanging out with my buddy I- Isaiah, he'd put a lot of, lots of salt right down the neck of the beer. Um, which is, I guess, delicious for him. Uh, Corona and lime, absolutely. So for me, it really comes down to the lime because I think a lime makes the Corona, and I think there was a commercial whole campaign that every Corona (laughs) needs its lime or something like that because uh, really it changes the entire flavor profile of the beer. So if I'm going with a lime, I'm going to go Corona. If there's Mm. no lime, I'm going to go Modelo. Um, but the one thing I do have to say, uh, Drew likes the golden top and he, he thinks it gives it something a little extra. I actually hate the golden top and trying to peel off all that dang uh, foil just to get to my beer. Like, come on, man, just make it easy. And of all the people, I thought Drew would be on the same page with me because he's always like, what's the easiest path to me? Well, you know, you, you, need to be, you need to be humbled so, every once in a while. I thought you'd be with me on that one. All right, let's, uh, let's go with the next one, which I think is the college party beer pong beers, which I already know uh, based on what uh, George said earlier. I think I know where, he, where he's going. But uh, Natty Ice versus Keystone. Where are you guys going in that? Debate? I can True. tell you confidently that I've never had either of these beers. You guys can make fun of me as much as you want. So let's go with George's Keystone. Okay. If you're, if you're on a budget, you're going to want that Natty. Okay, because it's gonna have stronger alcohol content. It's gonna taste like crap, but it's stronger on the alcohol. And I'm Natty, go it with is Keystone. Keystone, like <laughs> I think. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Natty Ice on this one. 
reason why. I just it is fun like to say a little yeah. bit better. So I I have had both, but uh, you can't really tell the difference. They both kind of both kind of taste like water. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the cooler name, and they have a cool like summer beer that they come out with now. That's uh, pushed by Dave Portnoy or whatever. Um, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, because of that, I'm going to give the, mm. the edge to Natty Light there. And to me, I'm just going to uh, put this one up by itself. Because I think of all of the light beers that there are, most basic beers out there, um, I think the, this one takes the cake. Uh, it's Michelob Ultra. So instead of putting it against another beer... I'm going to actually just say to you guys, is there a better beer when you're trying to drink light than I I have one suggestion, which is the MGD 64, which only has 64 calories, but Michelob Ultra is a winner and it's actually really good if you do it as a Michelada. Yeah, big big Michelob Ultra guy myself. I've I've had many a 12 pack of Michelob Ultra with you, Drew. Yes, sir. I figured you were going to go make a little bulge there. It's a great lawn beer. Podcast talk a little bit about Super Bowl numbers and some of the interesting things from Super Bowls of the past. So I'm actually going to bring in one of our, or actually our first guest ever here on the podcast. Good, good. Uh, really I'm going to introduce guy. Chris. Chris, how are you doing Glad tonight? Glad to be with you guys. Well, it was between the uh, Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers in 1967, and you could get a ticket for $12. In 2020, you can still get that same ticket for $1,295. So, as you can see, there's been a lot of inflation. Now, here's another interesting thing I found. In 1984, the average ticket price was 60 bucks. So, obviously, there's been a lot of inflation since 84. Um, for attendance, the lowest Super Bowl attendance was in 1967 at the L.A. Coliseum, the same game between Green Bay and Kansas City. 61,946. Now, the highest attended game was at the Rose Bowl between the Rams and the Steelers in 1980, and they had 103,985 fans. Viewership. Uh, um, in 1967, the first game, now this is interesting, two television networks covered the game. CBS, which had 27 million people watching, and NBC, which had 24 million people watching. So they had a total audience of 51 million for the first Super Bowl. And last year, they had 100 million for the game between Kansas City and San Francisco. The highest rated Super Bowl was in 2015 between New England and Seattle, and they had 114 million people watch. But what's interesting is that in 1968, actually, the Super Bowl viewership went down to 39 million here chris that if i want to win jeopardy and there's a category saying super bowl i need to listen to these stats that's right and rewrite them i got you so you're telling me if i had 12 dollars a long time ago i would have been able to walk into the super bowl which would have actually been like a whole year salary no, probably dollars if you 12 dollars in today's dollars would be about 93 dollars wow so, so I wonder probably the inflation of like minimum wage correlates with the inflation of NFL ticket prices. I, I feel like the NFL kind of surpassed the minimum wage in that regard. Well, I think the the NFL actually went from the beer crowd to the caviar caviar crowd or whatever whatever that, whatever that snail's dish is called. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that going. tells me that you're not eating caviar. That's telling me you're not eating caviar no. every night. It's okay, Chris. But what you're telling me here is that it is similar to the stock market and the inflation. Just is we like the stonks. Yeah, it just keeps going. I think up. it's safe to say that we're the beer crowd, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Best games get the most viewership because before the game starts, you don't know that it's going to be a, a terrific game. But like you said, that Seattle and New England game, that was one of the greatest games. We were talking about it earlier, and that had the highest viewership. How do people know that something crazy is going to happen? Because in the fourth quarter, if the game's still going good in the fourth quarter, you can keep your viewership numbers up. When the game kind of disintegrates... Yeah, and- yeah. A friend calls People, a friend and says, "Hey, this is a great game. You better turn it on," kind of thing. Yeah, or they go outside and start. Or the beer from the kegs. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the the news is showing, "Hey, we got a great game going on in the fourth quarter. Everybody, tune in." To Who's watching CBS the news? Or Fox or ABC. <laughs> the news. Hey, I'm people. just telling you that that's why that, that those numbers went up. That's why <laughs> they're watching. It's a good point. I think uh, when it is a close game and it is a good game, uh, it creates a buzz during the game. People check social media, things like that. And I think people uh, come into a good game when it's close. When it's a blowout or not an interesting game, people start leaving uh, from the viewership instead of sticking around. So I think that is a good point. I have a big question um, for you, Chris. Like, what do you guys before think? Before we let you go, I, don't, I know we have two or three more questions for you, Chris. Um Who's winning the Super Bowl? Because we want your number analysis to tell us who's the winner so I can put some money on it. Okay. Well, I did some analysis on this, a point spread analysis. And the uh, Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 56-and-a-half. So what I did is I looked at all the Super Bowls since 2000, where there's been 21 games. The average margin of victory is 102 games that have been one score games which means eight points or less six games that have been two score games which means 16 points or less and there's been three blowouts which points scored in these 21 super bowls is 47.95 if you're going to look at the over under only 24 or only 5 of 21 or 24 percent of the super bowls have gone over 56 and a half points matchup that had this good of offenses like what if we were looking at matchups where it's usually like a top defense versus a top offense of course the scoring is going to be a little lower but if you have two high-powered offenses like we have and two of the best quarterbacks ever is you know can we expect a higher scoring gamble now the one thing that's interesting (laughs) of the 21 super bowls uh, in this period the number one number was as far as the margin of victory is three points Five of the 21 games have been cited by exactly three points. So here we are. Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorite. The most common number that a game lands is three points. The take Bucks. the box and take the under. Wow. Big, big, big statements by our numbers guy. Drew, do yeah. you have any final questions? Or, Jason, you can go after Drew. Uh, for the first man himself, L. Chris. Yeah, I guess my only question is, um, how long did it come? How long did it take you to come up with all these numbers? Uh, about an hour and a half. Nice, solid research. Thanks, Chris. All right. All right. Well, it's good having you, and uh, we'll be looking right. forward Thanks, to some hey, extra numbers in the future. Thank you so Thanks, much, Chris. Chris. We, we really appreciate right. it. Dun, 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 dun.
Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. Guys are ready for the Super Bowl matchup. Let's go ahead and start reviewing it with our picks and kind of how we think the game's going to unfold. I'm going to let you go first, George. Uh, what do you think? Who's going to win between the Bucks and the Chiefs? And how do you think the game is going to be? The Chiefs won? will continue their awesome postseason undefeatedness in the last two seasons. They are too dang good on offense. They got Tyreek Hill. You got Kelsey, and you know what a baby goat is called? What is a baby goat called? They got the kid, (laughs) Patrick Mahomes, who's going to lead him to victory. Sorry, Tom Brady, you got three more years. You'll win the Super Bowl in the next three years. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, guys, this is a real interesting game. You know, last week, Eric, Eric Fisher tore his Achilles against the Bills. Uh, one of their better offensive linemen, and they're actually their best offensive lineman, Mitchell Schwartz, still isn't expected back this week. And on top of that, the Bucks are top five in sacks, top five in quarterback hits, or top five in blitz percentage. But Andy Reid has never lost after a bye. Giving him time to adjust for these factors is what makes him an elite coach in this league. And I think that's what's going to be the real difference maker. You have a beast quarterback and a beast head coach. I think that's all you really need. I'm actually going to go the exact opposite way of Chris and say that it's going to be a high-scoring Chiefs win. I would agree with Drew. The weapons that the Chiefs have on offense is just too much. And actually, their defense is a little bit underrated because the offense gets so much of the attention. I think Patrick Mahomes, is, he's been there. He was there last year. He's comfortable in this situation. He's probably the the only quarterback you'd want to be going against Tom Brady in this game. And just with Travis Kelsey, with Tyreek Hill, they're saying Sammy Watkins might be back for this game. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. I mean, you just keep listening to the guys that they have on offense. It's ridiculous. Um, I think they're going to score, and they're going to score often. I think Tom Brady will put up a fight, but I just think overall – between the coach, I, I, if, you know, if I was taking coach right now, I would take Andy Reid over Bruce Arians. If I was taking quarterback, I'm going to take the young guy, uh, Patrick Mahomes over Brady. And the rest of the weapons, I'm going to take the offensive weapons for the Chiefs, as well as the defense, I would pick the Chiefs defense. And the Bucks have been exposed a couple times this year. Now they've played great down the stretch. Can't complain, you know, or you can't argue that. But... The Chiefs really, you know, there was a stretch there where people were saying maybe they're getting exposed, but they won all those games. The only game they lost was down the stretch, at least, was a game where they didn't even play any of their starters. So um, I think the the Chiefs are going to come away from this game with the victory. uh, I go first. We agree. If I go last, (laughs) we don't agree. It's so easy to disagree (laughs) with you, George. So this is spectacular. It's going to be a great game. I think fireworks on both sides of the field. I think there's going to be a couple interceptions. If if, if Tom, uh, Tom Brady threw some picks yes, uh, last week against the Packers, um, slightly better defense, I would say, with the, the Chiefs. Um, I, I could definitely see it going all over the place, balls, sacks, <laughs> just having lots of fun. And it's going to be an exciting commercial <laughs> Super Bowl. Best part next, our hate to see it segment. Oh, yeah, Drew, what do you got today? <laughs> Thank you for that delightful intro and that Mountain Dew commercial on, on the podcast. Um, 
Yeah, you, you hate to see someone spend thousands of dollars for courtside seats just to get kicked out of the game in the fourth quarter of a relatively close game. Some millionaire geriatric patient started chirping at LeBron James, provoking him to clap back. This guy brought his 25-year-old daughter, I, I mean wife. Uh, sorry, I get those confused all the time. He brought his young wife to the game, and she took exception to the retaliation from LeBron. I think it's kind of funny how it's okay to trash talk someone but as soon as they come back at you, you have a problem with it. So they got in a big old argument and it got all over social media. And she said that he called him the B word. But when you look back, he really just called her Ranky, which is completely different. And I think he was just speaking facts, to be completely honest. So she was very upset. So I'm sure her husband bought her an ice cream after the game to make it all better. You hate to see Drew, it. I, lo- I-, I love your t- I love your takes. We just hate to see it. You hate to see it. Been interviewed and she said, "Uh, if my man is getting talked to and I'm 25 years old, I'm going to defend my man. I don't care if it's LeBron James. I don't care who it is. I'm going to defend my man. And I'm like, baby girl, please just stop talking. Just break the shovel, throw it in the trash and stop digging that shovel. Please, it is awful. Jason, what is your hate to see it moment for this week? So my hate to see it is definitely the suits winning again. We hate the suits here on, you know, at least I do. Um, And you're probably asking, what do I mean by the suits? Wall Street. They like to screw the little guy. And I got wrapped up in it. The whole Wall Street bets thing, stock market, Nokia, GameStop. Um, AMC, NAKD, and some other uh, AMC, all those. So I got wrapped up in it. We we thought Nokia was going to the moon last Thursday. Um, I put a bunch of money in on Nokia, and those criminals, the criminals of Wall Street, strike again. They shut down trading on the Robinhood app. They shut down trading on the Stash app and a bunch of other apps where normal, common folk go to do their trades. They shut it down completely, tanking the stocks and uh, getting them out of their short side bets um, against those stocks. And it was just tragic to see that they can get away with such criminal behavior. And I'm, I'm all on board with uh, Team Portnoy. He's, he's going after the suits now, and he's got the actual uh, name of Robin Hood CEO on a champagne bottle. And when he goes to prison, he said he's going to pop that champagne bottle and drink it in celebration. And I'm going to, I'm going to thinking about getting one of those for myself as well, because I think those guys are just absolutely criminal, uh, taking money from the little guy, giving it to the rich. Uh, they got scared. They got scared that they, that people, normal people found a glitch in their system, tried to expose it and the rules changed. You know, it's like, it's like playing a game. And in the fourth quarter, the team that's the favorite is down. And all of a sudden, they're like, we're going to add extra time to the end of the game just so the, the favorite can catch up and win. And it was just absolutely criminal what happened with, with Wall Street this week. And you hate to see when the suits oh, you hate, you win hate again to see that. I might just over the average celebrate shows. a little early and get a bottle of champagne right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Pop, pop oh. it open. Uh, I'll Pour be me a glass on my way. Uh, yeah. So for me, my hate to see it moment this week 
was absolutely the Manchester United Arsenal game. And Jason is a huge Arsenal fan. And by huge, he means occasionally right now because they're so <laughs> mid-table and so lazy and they're not competing. And Manchester United, top of the Premier League standings, can't even get a result against the Arsenal team. And to make it even worse, they play against Southampton in the middle of the week and score nine goals. Why can't you score some of those goals during the weekend against Arsenal, who sucks? Why can't you score those goals against Liverpool? Because they were playing against Southampton and not a top-tier team. I don't know what I'm hating to see. You hate to see it. I'm telling you what you're hating to see. (laughs) Top Premier League teams. Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool. Those are the top teams. That's it. Leicester is trying to get in there. Tottenham's been begging to get in there. But when you have those top teams, everybody's watching and you're glued to your seats and you're expecting fireworks. And if you're not, you're realistic. But you're wanting to see those fireworks and we didn't get any this weekend. Manchester United, Arsenal, draw. You know what you hate to see is that you spent an hour and a half of Mm -hmm. your life to see nothing happened. I mean, imagine watching the Super Bowl this weekend and the game ends zero zero. And instead of going to overtime or trying to decide who wins, we just say, it's a tie. We're done. Yeah, I'd actually Let's go be home. okay. I'd, I'd be okay with that result because I don't want Welcome to, to soccer. <laughs> Sorry. I, that's such a soccer <laughs> fan thing to say. We're okay. We're okay with the zero zero. Nothing happened. You just wasted your entire day watching this game. Let's go on about the rest of our life. Uh, <laughs> and act like this game never Well, happened. I just want to just let you have a big reminder, so, all of our listeners, to look at us on uh, Instagram at Backcourt BS Podcast. And we are so grateful that you stayed with us for the Super Bowl special. Jason, do you want to add anything else before we let them go? I hope everybody enjoys the game. I hope everybody cracks open their beer and keeps them going the entire game. I hope it's a good game. Um, and I hope everybody has a good chance to get those uh, chips and guac and those wings. To all going. my fans out there, I just want to say I love you. Can't wait to see you. There's only about two or three of you. <laughs> but to those few people, God bless and stay buzzed. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Backcourt Brews and Sports Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Backcourt BS Podcast for all the latest BS. Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you find your podcasts so you never miss an episode. New episodes will be available every Friday. Thanks for BSing with us.